finishes. What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the crease dive. Today is Friday, April 19th, and weekend Loyola is human. I am Jordy from Barstool, and with me again, we've got at Call Me Shido on Twitter and Instagram. Jake, how are we feeling this week, buddy? Feeling better than Loyola, I will tell you that. Uh, but feeling good. Weather's nice, you know, typical white dad over here. I'm not a dad, but like white dadish, like weather's great, can't complain. Yeah, just out there, you know, mowing the lawn. You know, you're, you're not even like mowing the lawn. Like you're just out there like with a lawnmower and like maybe even going like tarps off, just waving to the neighbors like, hey, you know, how about this weather we're having, huh? It's like fucking right. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like, what, what do you what do you want me to say to that question? It's like, yeah, like how about it? Like, I don't know. I'm not like a weatherman. I can't like talk to you about what kind of systems we have rolling through here. But yeah, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Yeah, it looks nice. What else am I supposed to say? Yeah, Um. but yeah, so what doesn't look nice is weekend Loyola has a uh, a dent in them right now, and that came courtesy of the Boston University Terriers. A nice little 18-11 win. Uh, real quick, and I'll plug this in here. We do have the leading point scorer in the nation. Not a big deal. Chris Gregg coming on the podcast a little bit later, so he'll talk to us more about that win over Loyola. But, yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it all season long, how, you know, there's if, if you beat Loyola, if you have them scheduled on like a Tuesday or a Thursday, like there's a chance that you may come out of there with a win. We thought that weekend Loyola was just unstoppable, but here come the Terriers on a Saturday. And it wasn't just a win. It wasn't like they like squeaked one out in overtime. It's not like they like scored like a last minute goal. No, they won by seven. That was a, a, a proper dick kicking. Yeah, that was, I saw that score. I was like, what the fuck went on in that game? My first thought was like, <gasps> Pat Spencer, what happened? What did, did he get hurt? You know, this is is like somebody out of the game. Was there a brawl? Was there like something like that? I was like, no, it's just a good old fashioned ass whooping, you know. Um, and I and I I know that, you know, I know that BU plays a ten man ride, and the ten man ride, if you do it right, it's it's the full court press on your is absolutely just fucking insane. And I think, you know, that's probably what really what, what one of the first things I know that helped be you, but like seven, seven points, man, like 18, 11, that's just an ass whooping. Well, yeah, I mean, like you look at who Loyola has there down at offense, you know, between Spencer Lindley and, and you know, it like they're a team where if they get up and down the field, like they're going to just crush the back of the net um so even if like the 10-man ride isn't working to like perfection you're still slowing them up in transition because they're still like ah fuck like we have to deal with this 10-man ride right now um so you know they're not they're not just like going on runs where they're scoring like three four goals in like a minute um so yeah i mean that it's it's a great game plan and they executed it and i mean bu man like you you think about it they've been around i guess this is what like their sixth or seventh year or something like that um, I mean, they're sitting at nine and four right now, looking pretty good in the Patriot League. Like this is, this is like, like I don't know, like there are just some teams that are still out there that are still relatively new programs. They're not like the newest programs anymore, but they're still like relatively new. And BU's uh, all the proof you need that like you can get a legitimate stud in there if you recruit well and you can put together a legitimate team that can take down a, a team like Loyola. And there are just so many other teams out there that just haven't been able to figure that out yet. I totally agree. I think, you know, the other story of this game is like, 
you know, you've got to, you've got a lot of guys in it. BU has plenty of guys on that team who can absolutely shoot the rock, you know, Chris Gray, James Burr. And, you know, they let the rock fly 38 times in the first half. That's a fucking shelling. Uh, Jacob Stover saw more rubber than a tie hooker. And I mean, I think that Toomey, I think in an interview after the game, Toomey said, you know, you know, they played, you know, that classic coach, coach shit, like, you know, they played great and spectacularly defensively, but he kind of let up. He's like, you know, look, we didn't make a defensive stop. We couldn't do it. Yeah, no fucking shit when you're getting shelled 38 times in the first half. Like, of course, you know, and BU's, all, and BU's playing the classic strategy. You shoot as many times as you can. Some of them got to go in. So I really, I really respect it. But like, and but like, think about as we get later into the year, like once we get into May and like, again, big, big weather guy over there, but like, Matt, like That's once right. that weather like really starts picking up and that heat really starts getting there, like if you're a defense and you're, you're just seeing 38 shots in the first half, like you're, you're getting gassed. You're getting like for, you know, obviously an offensive player, like, you know, you're, it's not really taking that much out of you to, to pull the rock like that. It's not like you're like, you know, dodging like all, all the time and like having these long ass possessions where you have to just like run around and get hacked. Like, no, like you're just letting them fly. Plus, once it gets a little warmer out, the rubber on that ball that starts gripping a little harder and you're just stinging top corner. So, um, you know, a team that that, you know, the again, the tent man ride where you really have to work to clear the ball and you're seeing a shit ton of shots the other way. That's a recipe for a, a holy fuck. What do we just get ourselves into game if you have to face BU in, in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I, I it's it would be difficult to see them again, you know, and be like, oh shit, you remember what they did to us the first time, you know, especially when you've got um I just everything about you know, BU was one of those teams that, that everything was clicking that game, and for Loyola it definitely was not. And and you kind of saw like, oh, okay, Loyola's got some weak spots, right? You know, we 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 talked earlier this year, we said, you know, we're the only the thing we were worried about with Loyola is past their first, you know maybe five, six midfielders, and then, you know, their, their top four attackmen. Like, they've really got, you know, not a whole lot of depth, right? And, you know, that I, especially at midfield when you're going up and down the field. I mean, 38 shots, you know, that's definitely a result of the shot clock. Not every one of them drops. So, like, you got to get guys up and down the field. Sub- Substituting's a bitch. You know, you're a coach, you know. Substituting's a fucking bitch. So, you know, the, the, those guys are probably gassed, too. And, like, BU just had the horses. They had the horses in the back, as they would say. Yeah. So you, you yeah. think Lil, I, I feel like Lil Nas X definitely sneaky, sneaky lax guy. Oh, definitely. I'm sure he appreciates it. He may, he may not, he, he may have has never seen a game, but you know, he's, he's perfectly like, I'm sure he appreciates the, the, the art. He seems like a, what, what, what is it called? A, uh, like amoeba or something like someone that can just like kind of uh, slink into any, any, any kind of group. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Like, if you wanted to become a lacrosse guy, we'd be like, "Fuck yeah, dude, come on!" You, if you want to become a lacrosse guy, yeah, you could. Totally. Maybe maybe we'll get uh maybe we'll get him to come up with the the intro song for the crease dive because uh, all the time room bullseye it's it's working. But uh, but yeah, so some other scores from the weekend. A little bit of a fucky weekend. I, I mean, kind of most most things kind of went according to plan. But I mean, Cornell getting a nice eleven nine win over Notre Dame. So I mean, Cornell they're there's like, I would say that there's like five to 10 teams similar to Cornell where it's, it's like one weekend. It's like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. Like watch out for Cornell this year. Um, then the next weekend it's like, Oh wow. Like these guys can't figure anything out. And then they're back to being legit. So, I mean, Cornell, it, they're pretty inconsistent, but that's still a really good win for them. Um, you know, especially if they don't win the Ivy, 
so so that'll be a big win for them in in terms of you know getting into the tournament anyway. Ohio State getting a, a little one goal win over Johns Hopkins again. Those are two teams similar to Cornell where it's like. Yeah, sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't. So that was kind of like a battle of the bastards right there. Um, one goal win. Another one, I'm, uh, Towson is is really just kind of falling apart here this season. I mean, I'm pretty sure they started off the season 6-0, and and then I'm also pretty sure yeah. that they've lost like four of their last six games. So they lost the UMass 14-10. to um, It's really weird, too, because like Towson – you know, like they have everything that you kind of need in order to be like a complete team that can go like, you know, but between, you know, Tyler Canto in the net, just a, a big body who can make some pretty like acrobatic saves uh, kid like Brendan Sunday down there at attack who can just stuff the back of the cage. And then Alex Woodall too. So like, like they have guys on all areas of the field, but they're for some reason, they've just been falling apart here in the second half of the season. Well, I, I don't know if you've ever co- you, I, I you see it sometimes like you know I don't know if you've ever coached a team where you're like you go into the season and you're like holy shit like we're stacked here we're stacked there and it's just like there's something about the way that these guys play or like the way that they they carry themselves or their attitude I hate talking about it, like their attitude or something like that it just doesn't mesh well you know that could be that could be an issue like once Ta- you know once Towson had that you know uh, they got their first loss. It's like full of fuck. Maybe they started pointing fingers or like, you know, the wheels fell off or like the communication's different or maybe the boys don't hang out outside of the, outside of the, you know, maybe, maybe they're not chilling with each other. Like who knows, dude, there's all sorts of bullshit. You know, you know, sometimes guys act, you know, you know, very childish when it comes to it. But like, you know, that I, UMass is not really a threatening team and they, you know, they're lost by four. So, you know, there, there is something going on there definitely. And you could see it. Yeah, I mean, it's it just there's there's got to be something because like, or or it's either like they just caught the 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 number one curse the hardest this season. But um, I mean, there there's got to be a little bit more there. Um, and then speaking of a team where there's got to be a little bit more there. So uh, this past weekend, the Marquette Golden Eagles they they took a little uh, fifteen to eight loss to Providence. Uh, but in the news, probably you know probably one of the the bigger ish stories in, in lacrosse this week. Uh, so apparently this had happened about a month ago. Um, but the, the, the story's just coming out this week for some reason, but a Marquette lacrosse player was found by a janitor, uh, taking a, a young female student, uh, not young, probably same age, but a, a female student. Uh, and they were engaging in a little bit of the hippity dippity in the women's volleyball locker room. And apparently, so this is, you know, three in the morning on a Sunday morning. So obviously the, I'm pretty sure that they had like just won a game, maybe the day before. I don't know. I'd have to look at the schedule. Um, but so they're, you know, they're enjoying themselves. They're in college and they figure, Hey, let, let's, you want to get a room? How about a locker room? And, uh, so yeah, the quick little trip to Plowtown. in comes the fucking janitor to blow the whistle on the entire operation this motherfucker calls the cops and all of a sudden this kid gets arrested. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess apparently in Marquette love is illegal because he got arrested for having consensual sex, mind you, in the, in the women's locker room. I mean, you, you really hate to see it. You know, I mean, what I didn't know janitors all, you know, I thought janitors were cool. Right. You know, like, well, like my thing is like, dude, if you're a college janitor, like you're either like super cool, like you're probably like, 
you know, selling the kids some, some pot or something like that. Or you're like super smart, you know, like you're like going into the, all the classrooms and like finishing like unsolved math equations and shit like that. And then going to bars being like, Oh, you think you're fucking smart? Oh, Cause you read your fucking oh, iron wood. Uh, how about them apples? So like, so like there's like one or two ways that a college janitor can go. This guy decided to just invent a third and be the first ever narc janitor. I, that's, oh, there's so many other routes he could have gone with it, but he just decided to be a narc. And, you know, uh, I, I, I can't, I can't fault the kid. You know, there's gotta be some like sick thrill in being in the women's volleyball locker room, I guess, or something like that. You know, athletes, you know, that's the, the Olympics, you know, everybody's fucking. So like the, you know, the athletes when, and, and, you know, D one schools are, are, are fucking too. Yeah, I mean, um, dude, like colleges aren't cheap. So like you're trying to breed the best athlete you can because then that way, hey, you don't have right. to pay for college. So, yeah, I mean, women's volleyball players they are they're, you know, lacrosse players are typically a little bit shorter. I maybe I'm just projecting myself here, but like I, I was able to play and I'm short as shit. Um, so, you know, maybe a little short. So maybe he's trying to breed up with a little little taller woman, get a little Amazon. In maybe a maybe she can pick him up and dunk him like a basketball. You never know. Like or maybe they're this or maybe they're like both like six foot four. and They're just trying to make monster children. You never know. Like what if they're making the next LeBron James and this fucking janitor interrupted what could have been, you know, like the next coming of LeBron James. But, you know, whatever. He decided to be a narc. Here's my take, though. 19 lacrosse players on the Marquette team were mysteriously suspended after their game after, after, at Cleveland State, which they lost, by the way, to Cleveland State. Marquette was a was – a, correct me if I'm wrong. They were like a quarterfinal, semifinal team a few years back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, were, they, playing, they were they were in the tournament. Yeah, they, they were playing. They, the they, games, they, right? they had a game on yeah. FS1. If you have yeah, a game on so, FS1, you're, you're a top program. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, Cleveland State, brand-new program – they dropped a game to Marquette. I'm thinking Marquette coach is cracking down on these guys having sex. You know, he's like, fuck, like this is not like this is Utah now. Nobody is having sex. And all of those heathens who have, you know, laid up with harlots. Repent, are, repent, are, repent. Are, repent. Like maybe he's a super religious guy. Like maybe he's trying not to distract the boys anymore or to get the boys distracted. I don't know. Like he's got maybe he's pulling out all the stops because like, you know, a, a, a you know, what could have been a premier program to losing games to Cleveland State. No disrespect to the Vikings now. You know, I, no no disrespect. Like we all we all are new on the block and you get you gotta take your take your lumps, right? Yeah. So I I don't know much about Coach Joe Amplo over at uh Marquette, but like maybe he's just maybe he's just like super old school, like you know, women weak in legs and, and shit like that. And it's like I mean, listen, they're Marquette's sitting at six and six right now. So like my only thing is if if you're gonna be going to Plowtown in the women's volleyball locker room, like that's kind of that's behavior that should be reserved for winners only. You know, you can't really be like a like a 500 or a sub 500 team and and be doing that shit. Like, um, so like like I mean like that's a story where like if Marquette was just on a tear this season and and they were sitting somewhere around like nine and three, ten and two. And they were just going to town in the women's volleyball locker room. I'd be like, yeah, like that's just like a savage squad and you can't keep them caged, right? Like you can't, can't keep the tiger in the cage, or I guess at this point, the golden eagle. Um, but when you're sitting at six and six, then, then, then it just starts getting a little bit sad. You know, you're six and six guys are getting arrested for having again, consensual sex. Uh, and then also 19 guys just mysteriously suspended. And it's like, 
I mean, I mean, they're they're keeping it like rushed over. Like you can't get any information on that. Gonna have to get like Julian Assange or on that or something. Get get the WikiLeaks going. Uh, definitely, dude. And you know, the, like it, it it definitely goes along with like you know when the boys are when the boys are having fun and the boys are playing well, like anything goes, right? Um, I remember a few years back, the uh, University of Virginia. Um, yeah, the year after they had those awful gate helmets, like the worst fucking things oh, you've ever gate, seen. The gate identity. Oof. The gate identity. Oh my god. Um, they all took the face masks out of them and they wore them like around the campus on scooters. I guess, you know, that, that UVA money, that endowment money was just fucking hitting. So they all had like these Vespa scooters and they, they, they called themselves the dirty birds and they wore those <laughs> helmets without the face masks and rode around campus, but they were good. Then that was like 2012, 2013. Like they were, they were still fucking firing then. So like, you know, uh, like that, that kind of behavior is acceptable. Like, oh, okay. So one of the lacrosse guys like ran over somebody on a scooter. It's fine. Nobody gives a fuck. Right. You know, it's, it's cool. Like that passes, but like, you know, you can't be six and six and be banging in the women's locker room. Like it's not happening. Yeah. That, that in, in, especially in college athletics, like being a winner, get grants you immunity for a lot of shit. Um, but you, I, I guess you, it really just comes down to like knowing who you are and knowing what kind of team you are. So like, you know, if, if you're a sub 500 team, you, I guess you kind of have to know at that point, like uh, I, I probably won't be able to get away with this. Like no one's going to be like, oh, he's a lacrosse player and they're really good. Like we can't, you know, damage their season by having this narc ass janitor. Um, but again, fucking janitor just getting done solving some equations and all of a sudden decided to, you know, just be the biggest cock block in, uh, I guess, Wisconsin. Right. That's where Marquette is. His, I always assumed Marquette was in the middle of fucking nowhere. So yeah, that Wisconsin makes sense. Pretty sure it's Wisconsin. God, it's, Tom, God. Tom, Tommy, Tommy boy went to Marquette. Oh, ah, okay. Well, God, dude, Wisconsin, it's cold. Like, can't they just like let him have some sex or something? God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, let the boys. Yeah, that's, you know, you know, you, know, you can finish it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, either way, fuck that gender. Um, and speaking of things to fuck, I am. I'm. Th- this is a, a confession that I have. I am um, getting really sick and tired of lacrosse highlights these days, and it's not because I don't think that the plays are sick. Like I think you know, like I'm not one of those guys that like, like, oh man, Rob Pinnell went on like a, a tangent today about, uh, you know, guys like probably probably something about like the wave or something like that. Like guys just like wanting to be cool for the highlights and shit like that. I don't. I don't mind any of that shit. I think that shit's fucking awesome. I am I am at at a at a breaking point right now where I can no longer watch lacrosse highlights anymore because of the way that they are edited. Um, so if if you're on the internet, right? If if you're anywhere in like a, a civilized society and you're and you're on the internet, you're on the line, and you follow lacrosse accounts, you've probably seen this before, where uh, a, a highlight that is maybe like five seconds long has now been elongated to like 12 seconds long because these guys are half second slow-mo, half second sped up, half second slow-mo, half second sped up. Um, it is, it's, it's getting to the point where like every single play is, is this like in, insanely edited clip and, and I'm sick of it. So I, I, I just needed to, to come on here and, and vent about that. No, I totally agree. And it's almost like, it's almost like in this past few years, you know, you have like you've seen like sick basketball highlights. You've seen like sick like high school athletic highlights and shit like that. But it's almost like these AV nerds 
um, from high school, like got to college and they're like, oh, lacrosse is kind of sick. Maybe we should start posting highlights of lacrosse. And now we just have to deal with it on Instagram all the fucking time. Like, I just want to see the clip. Like, my brain is not big enough to process all that's going on. I'm going to have a fucking seizure with all these filters you're throwing on on this this clip. Just let me see the kids dodge and let's get after it. Like, that's really all I care about. By the time the same dodge gets slowed up for like the fourth time, like I forget how it even started. I'm like, uh, just, yeah, again, like having a stroke over there. Um, but like, I don't know, may, this might be because like I mostly follow lacrosse accounts and like don't follow as many accounts for like other sports. But like, I, I don't really see this style editing on like other, like I'll, I'll see, you know, clips like edited down and, and shit like that in, in other sports, but it's not like the same slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, fast type of thing. And it's, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is like old man yelling at the clouds, but again, if, if you're gonna, here's, here's what I think needs to happen. If you're going to put out a, a highlight clip like that, and you're going to edit the fuck out of it. Also on like the same post, like on Instagram, like, let me just like swipe over and then it's just unedited clip. Cause like, that's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, I think we might be the old men yelling at the clouds right now, but like I, I mean, I just, I just want to see the clip, man. Like I don't, I don't have the, the, you know, I, I pre- it's not that I don't appreciate the art form, right? Like I appreciate the art form that you know the the time it takes to like, you know, go in and edit the clip, and then you know, make sure you know get the, you know, you're at the field watching the game, like get the right, you know, getting the shot right and the lighting and all that. Like I appreciate the art. It's just like, f- fuck, like. I want to see the, you know, the bare bones clip. So please like include that. Like, you know, the first clip might include your sick filtered clip. And then the second one be like, just, you know, whatever the film was like, please just for us yeah. old guys. Thank yeah. you. I mean, my, my life motto is work smart, not hard. Um, you know, I, I don't work smart all the time. So I, I like loosely follow it. Um, but I do think that some of these guys are working a little bit too hard than, than they need to be. Like you can, Give me like one, one piece of it. Like the, the, give me the money shot. You can slow that up a little bit, but I don't need like five different slow-mos to get me to that point. Like I basically all of these, all these clips, like they're basically just edging. Like I'm, I'm just, it's lacrosse highlight edging. It's like, I'm going to get you there. 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 I'm going to get. And then by the time you're like, like, I, I'm, I'm not there. Like what's, what's, what's going on here? And we've seen, like, uh, you know, I'll let our age hang out here. We've seen so many fucking lacrosse clips. We were watching lacrosse clips, like, before these kids, like, even got to high school. Like, you, these editing kids even got to high school. Like, you were, like, in, I bet they were in, like, fifth grade, you know. And I was in high school, like, 2008, like, Paul Rabel highlight tape. And it had that, like, sick 90s song. I don't I forget. Oh, like, there, there's, Breaking there's Benjamin. Breaking Benjamin, yep. Breaking Benjamin. Yep. Like, that was the best. That was the shit. I used to watch that shit before games. Yep play offense but i used to watch that like that's that's what i'm talking about right like that's the sick pretty, shit. pretty, pretty sure that one like starts off with rabel just like decking the albany goalie yes yes it absolutely does that was, uh, uh tweener yeah yeah, yeah. Bra- yo breaking benjamin slap they go they go hard in that song you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna post that to, is, to, i is, have to post that video to twitter later because like i'm i i i, I need to watch it a couple of what, times what was it was it diary of jane or was it the other one Oh my God. I don't know, dude. I haven't watched it in so long. Uh, Like the point is like, you know, know, I'm definitely throwing breaking Benjamin in at the end of this episode. (laughs) Please do like that. That's, that's going to be like the point is like, you know, it's 
Right. right. So our attention spans have, have slowly shortened, but like as 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 we just kind of as we just showed, kind of showed right there. We just displayed, you know, skillfully. So our attention spans have shortened, so the clips have shortened, but like we don't need all this like extra shit in in the in the clips. Like we we just want the classic. Like I'll tell you what, I'm present. yeah, I'm just gonna start taking all these just basic clips, throw them breaking breaking Benjamin on every single one, and uh, and 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 we'll get we'll we'll break the internet at least in like 2009 we would have right, and like everybody you know who was at least 24 years old will uh, absolutely understand where. We're <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So that's, uh, I guess that's the homework for, for the rest of the week here. Um, but that, that wraps up everything that you may have missed in this past week of college lacrosse or lacrosse in general. Uh, so right now we are going to kick it over to our interview with Chris Gray of the Boston university Terriers. Again, leading scorer in the nation right now, not a big deal at all. Here's Chris Gray. All right, and with us right now, we have uh, the leading point scorer in the nation at the moment. We've got Chris Gray out of Boston University with the Terriers coming off of a uh, nice little 18-11 win over Loyola last weekend. So, uh, hey, first off, congrats on that big win, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, dude, the, the Terriers are putting together another solid season here, you know, for like a especially for any program really, but especially for a program that's, that's so new, like Boston. I mean, you guys that win over Loyola last weekend, like at least to like me, like a fan, it's like, all right, like that's a win where it's like, like BU's like for sure here right now. Like was, was that kind of the way that it was in the locker room? Like you guys kind of felt like, like, all right, like this is, you know, like, like we're, we're here, like we can actually do some legitimate, um, you know, make some legitimate noise this season, or was that kind of just your mindset going into the whole season? Yeah, I mean, I think all season we kind of we knew in the locker room, you know, the talent we had and the things that our team was capable of doing. It was just a matter of showing it, um, and you know, such a great opportunity to do it against a great Loyola team. And you know, we just came out and played our game, and we just got big games from you know everyone all across the field. So, um, just really a great team win that we that we really needed. Yeah, I mean, you guys are uh, so I've, I've been making a pretty big deal out of this all season long. Um, you know, the difference between weekend Loyola and weekday Loyola. Um, so you guys are the first team to beat them on, on a Saturday game where if they've, they've just been buzzing teams down. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, for myself, if you guys had beat them on like a Tuesday, I'd be like, oh, well, that's weekday Loyola. But there are no excuses there. Like that's that's a I mean, that that's a massive, massive win for the Terriers. Yeah, it was just, you know, it was just thinking back to last weekend. It was just the perfect win we needed. Um, we've kind of been stressing in the locker room and, you know, the coaches down to the players. Just, you know, we're ready to make that step against such a great team. And we just had to come out and play our game. And we really wanted the win. And, you know, we just had a great week of practice leading up to the game and kind of just carry over into Saturday. Yeah. And I mean, so you guys are, uh, you know, you're nine and four right now. Got two more games here left in the regular season. Um, you know, you're pr pretty, pretty, you know, I, I don't want to say anything yet, but it looks like you're, you're pretty set up here for the, uh, you know, Patriot League tournament. Um, so, like, obviously, I, I know that the answer is the goal is is to win the, uh, you know, the, the conference tournament. But like, what like, what was it at the beginning of the season? Yeah, I mean, I think 
we try really we know you know we don't try to look ahead so much to you know oh Patriot League against AA's kind of just take it one game at a time. But I think in the back of our minds, you know, our goal is definitely to win a Patriot League uh, championship and you know make a run or you know get a few games in the NCAA uh, tournament. Um, and yeah, I mean, just kind of setting ourselves up for that. We knew we had to beat some good teams, and we just got to continue that going forward and you know do the best that we can. Yeah, well, whatever coach says, like obviously that goes for you. But like my goal for you guys, like win that Patriot League tournament because I I really think that more people need to watch Chris Gray playing lacrosse um, on a you know a more a national audience. So you guys get yourself into some NCAA tournament games. Like I think because like do like I watch your game. You you you're pretty much doing it all. Like you you can dodge, you can shoot. You can finish inside, and and then obviously you can feed like that. I, I feel like probably feeding's probably your your strong suit. Um, not a season so far, not a big deal or anything like that. Um, but like I, I think uh, you know I, I think I think people are kind of missing out a little bit with with BU being still like a little bit under the radar as a program. Yeah, I mean definitely kind of what I said before too. It's you know we know the talent we have on our team, and it's just a matter of proving it on Saturdays and kind of just going through our offense and our defense. We have so many complete players, you know, on like on offense, we have great goal scorers and defense, you know, our defense did a great job against Loyola and it just shows how many great players we have. And, you know, the just being underrated kind of gives us that motivation to, you know, prove people wrong each weekend. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've, I've actually been interested in, uh, I want to know like, like who, who is your guy? Like, you know, if you're if you're like watching like YouTube clips to like figure out like what kind of game you want to play, um, it, to me it looks like you're. Pr- I don't know if if maybe it's just because like you're wearing that red and white the same way that that Pinnell was wearing red and white in college, but like to me like when I see your game, like I'm watching you play and I'm like, oh yeah, like he just watched like 20 straight minutes of Pinnell YouTube clips before this game. Yeah, I'm pretty guilty there. I've definitely been caught watching some Rob Pinnell highlights, and I love watching his game. You know, he's a he's a complete player. He can do it all, and just the way he dodges for Max and, you know, his scoring ability along with his feeding is just incredible. So, I mean, I think any great attackman would, would be lying if they said that, uh, you know, they weren't watching any Rob Pinnell highlights. Yeah. I Again, it, it might be like a lot to do with the fact that you know the the bu colors and the cornell colors are like so similar so like when i'm watching like your clips it's like like oh yeah like i saw that like exact move looking the same way except you know just a three instead of a four um but yeah definitely definitely seem i mean hey that's that that's a good place to start with and uh you know a, a lot of us attackmen we we watch those rob pinnell clips we try to go out there and do it and and we can't quite pull it off so you know credit to you for for having the ability to go out there and pretty much just recreate a ton of it yeah um but yeah so i mean the boys it, it's 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 got to be you know it's got to be a good time especially in boston in general um so i know you're you're a long island guy so i don't know if you're able to like take like that much um joy out of all the success that boston sports have been having lately um you know with with the with the red Sox, the patriots those bastards um (laughs) but now we can add the terriers into the mix here the, the lacrosse team so um Actually, talk to me about that a little bit. So, who who are your team? Are you like a, a, yes. like a Jets Mets guy, or I'm a Giants Mets guy, which makes it even you know worse watching all these Boston championships happen. But uh, it was definitely good to kind of 
get you know BU in the mix a little bit and kind of get some wins under our belt. But yeah, being a Giants fan definitely hard to watch the Patriots keep winning. Uh, yeah, especially being surrounded by a lot of Patriots fans too, it makes it a lot more hard. But uh, well, it's got to be a little bit easier for you though, right? Because then you can always just be like, yeah, like I mean, Eli beat you guys twice. But... <laughs> yeah, I can, and then they show how many uh, rings Brady has, and I'm like, all right, yeah, you kind of got me there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the Mets one that that's that's a little tough. You can't really compete there. It's not even like you're you're a Yankees guy who can just yell about twenty seven rings. Yep, nope, not at all. And the Mets have hopefully we're, we'll see a better season, you know, coming up. But I don't know. Are you a uh, are you an Isles guy or are you a Rangers fan? Yeah, I'm not a big hockey guy, but if I had to be, I'd probably be a Rangers fan. Oh wow, you're. <laughs> yeah, I'm mixed up. <laughs> you're, ma- you're mixed up. You're making all the wrong ones though, right now. I know. Um, it's, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, but but again, I I feel like I mean, but like I'm a Philly guy, so like I'm like naturally biased against Boston just because of all their success and everything, you know. And and Philly sports are you know Philly sports. Um, but it, I mean, I probably couldn't pick like a better time to be in Boston. So like like that that's the thing. Like these these schools like BU that are now you know getting programs and and now you know you guys are you know been there for what like six maybe the seventh season or something like that um like i i feel like if you if you get recruits into bu right now and kind of feel like the sports energy in that city like it's got to be pretty tough to uh you know to turn down did you did you uh commit early or what uh you know when when did you make your commitment to to bu yeah i committed here um my sophomore year in the fall of high school okay and like so so you you go and you're in boston and was it just like like yeah, so, did, did, did you take it i'm assuming you took a trip out there first right it wasn't just like a hey i want to come here yeah i think i visited twice before i committed here and kind of just fell in love with the city you know the environment that i was surrounded with and kind of just a new upcoming program in a great city with great academics and it was just kind of the perfect fit for me and i think you know the coaches and i felt the same way about kind of just making a great you know team and kind of just making something great and I just felt so comfortable here and kind of just made my decision based off that was that ever was that ever any uh anything that you thought about being like like I I want to go to a newer program so I can like you know kind of you know you I'm, I'm I'm sure that you know you had some other offers out there and then you know you go there and you know you kind of have some people that you're going to be in the shadow of like if you go to more uh uh, I don't even know the word that I'm looking for here, but you know, a program that has like that history, but then you can go to BU and you can kind of like make your own history. You know, what do you got, you know, 150 some points already in, in your first two years. So I think, uh, you know, you got a pretty good start on that legacy. Yeah. I mean, coming out of high school, it wasn't really so much about going to a new program. It was kind of just taking my, you know, my process and taking my time with it and, you know, making the best choice that, you know, I felt was, you know, the best for me. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just sticking to my commitment and sticking it out here just cause it's, it's been so great and, you know, there's no, can't really complain, you know, we're, uh, we're a great team and I'm getting a great education. So just kind of got it all. I feel like, yeah. Um, but what about, so, I mean, yeah, great team, great education. Um, but talk to me about the food because I just spent a few days on Long Island. I know that that's big for No, you can't say in Long Island. You got to be <laughs> on Long Island. Um, and, and 
the island man you guys take your food very seriously so uh you know you're over there at, at the cafeteria at bu like how does how does boston compare to long island in terms of in terms of dining <laughs> yeah it doesn't <laughs> can't compare it can't compare the pizza or the bagels and i think my teammates you know kind of give me some shit for that because they're always you know saying that we take our food too seriously and whatnot but uh yeah i can't compare it a lot of pride <laughs> i will i will give you guys bagels for sure i think that that there's something significantly different about a long island bagel than like anywhere else your guys pizza it's it's like okay I get it. It, it, well no 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 it's <laughs> it's it's like very good pizza but like when you when long island is like hyping this up to be like the greatest pizza you will ever have in your mouth you, you guys set the bar so high and then i ha- and i'm like yeah like this is a this is a good slice this is enjoyable but it's not like i didn't just like have have my life completely altered yeah i mean i'll give you i'll give you it there i mean i definitely think that we took <laughs> a little too much pride in our pizza but uh I mean, you know, you got to, you got to be happy where you're from and, you know, you got to, you got to really represent it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I'll give you that because, you know, especially being a Philly guy, I think sometimes we might take a little bit too much pride in where we're from. So I, I can, I can feel you on that. Um, staying on Long Island a little bit. So, you know, I, I think, you know, you guys have like a pretty, uh, a, a pretty like distinct, like playing, like, I, I think in terms of, you know, if I'm thinking about regional lacrosse, like Baltimore, I think is like flashy. Uh, you know, um, you know, th- those are going to be a lot of like low to highs, a lot of guy, you know, not a lot of uh, you know contact or anything like that. Um, obviously, they're like outliers and everything here. You know, Philly, just more of like a, a gritty style. Um, you know, and then I, I, th- I think of like Long Island. You guys have a little bit of both, but I, I think that you guys play like the perfect amount of meathead lacrosse while also having, uh, you know, some some pretty slick stick skills. Um, so you know, do you do you feel like you fall right into that mold a little bit? Like you know, if you're riding, like are are you getting a little little greasy on your rides? Maybe you know, throwing a, a few extra wax in there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think that. You know, Long Islanders in general, just like in the lacrosse environment, it's it's kind of just like you want to be flashy and, you know, you want to have great stick skills. But, you know, it's also about being gritty. And I think that's kind of just just like playing with a chip on your shoulder. I feel like a lot of guys from Long Island play like that. And it's just like the perfect combination makes it makes a great player. Yeah. And you guys are also great. Great. I mean, you don't have to curse, but uh, you guys are great at shit talking. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's just like nonstop and it's it, all of it. You, like, I don't know, man, that everyone that I've known from the Island there, I mean, you guys are a different breed and it's, uh, it's definitely no joke when people say that. So, um, you know, that I feel like you probably, you probably fit in pretty well up there in Boston, but like you guys, kind of similar in the sense yeah i mean it's kind of i think it goes back to that pride thing you know maybe it's a little too much pride as some outsiders would think but uh kind of just being gritty and kind of just getting the job done on the field is what what it's really about yeah uh who do uh who, who are your roommates with up there you got a you know you got any local guys with you or a lot um of, not not people uh, spread roommates, out? but on the team we probably have like eight eight long island guys yeah who the uh the other guys think there's too many long island guys but uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm just messing, but where uh, where, your, where are your roommates from? Uh, Ohio, upstate New York, and Maryland. Okay, all right, yeah, nice, nice little uh, variety there. Yeah, we got we got a variety for sure. 
Yeah. Who, uh, who's, who's, who's the biggest, uh, who's the biggest clown on the team? Or you mm-hmm. could even say just like regionally, like do the Long Island guys kind of take over in the locker room a little bit, or is there another, uh, n- another subset of that, that locker room that, I mean, I definitely think the majority of our team is Long Island. You know, there's a ton of Maryland guys, but I think Long Island guys take the cake when it comes to being clowns like that. Uh, definitely academically, but uh, in general too. Yeah, Long Island guys just just getting on the uh, getting on the ox cord before oh, practice. Of course, yeah, a lot of Drake being played in the locker room by the Long Island guys. Uh, you better hope that Drake doesn't ever put on a a, a BU Lax jersey. Or else <laughs> oh that, no, uh, that'd be a day. There, there goes the day. Um. Uh, what about uh, so I, I know I know you said you're not a, a huge hockey guy, but obviously you know BU is probably you know a, a, I, I'd consider it a hockey school with with a uh, you know it's going to be a lacrosse school coming up up in yeah. especially once you guys get a get a couple NCAA tournament wins under your belt. But at the moment, still a still a hockey school. You guys ever uh, you know cross paths with those guys? I know uh, Charlie McAvoy. He's a he's a Long Island boy. Went. Had had a decent little run at BU, and now he's having a nice, decent little run with the bees. So, uh, you know, you ever you ever cross paths with those guys? Yeah, definitely. We you know we hang out with the hockey guys a lot. You know, whether it's you know outside of class or kind of just seeing them around. But yeah, they're great. You know, they're a great team, and you know it's we go to their games sometimes, and you know they'll come to ours, which is cool. Kind of just like that environment where you know athletes here are like supporting each other. But uh, yeah, they're great, funny guys. Are uh, are are any of the uh the Canadians on that team are, are any of them, you know, box guys, any, any lax hockey crossover guys on that team? Um, I don't know about their team, but we have a, we have one Canadian on our team who's you know big box guy and you know, the whole hockey, you know, growing up, but uh, that's Nick Ellerton. He's one of our defensemen. So, you know, he'll, he'll never stop talking about box lacrosse or hockey or maple syrup. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've said it, but we, uh, we, we had Ian McKay on the podcast last season um you know obviously he's he's a big uh big box guy as well and i i think you know he, he came up with the idea of of an ncaa just going into box across and i i can't even imagine what a bu team would look like you know we, we could even get got to get bc a team as a, a men's team as well we can get a nice little nice little lax bean pot going on up there yeah that'd be pretty crazy <laughs> what uh do you guys have like a, like one team right now that is like a like like who who is like your biggest rival right now? I, I, it's kind of like I guess weird with the Patriot League being that you know so many teams are so like spread out, so you don't really have those like geographical rivalries like already mm-hmm. built in a little bit. Um, but do you guys have a team that like like that's like like a little little extra juice going into that game? Honestly, it's hard to say just because how tough each Patriot League team is. It feels like every game's you know a complete battle, and you know I don't, like you kind of get the the um you know the idea that each team doesn't really like each other too much when you get on the field so definitely when you're playing like lehigh colgate army you know it's just everyone wants to win so badly and it's just such a competitive league um that each game just feels like a rivalry yeah that i mean the patriot league is it is a, a very very like it's like a sneaky dominant conference like you know, people talk about lacrosse and it's ACC and, you know, now you got big 10 with, with Maryland moving in there and everything like that. But Pat Lax is just, it's, it's a gauntlet. Yeah, it is. It's, it's crazy. Kind of just the thing we stress in our locker room is that, you know, it's not easy to win Patriot league games, let alone division one games in general. So having, you know, being in such a competitive league, it's, 
you know, it's great to play against because you're getting some of the, you know, the best players, but it's just, it's, you know, it's right up there with some of the other big schools. And, you know, there's a ton of teams ranked in the Patriot League this year. And, you know, it's kind of just each game has to be your best game or you're not going to win. There you go. Spoken, spoken like a true coach right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, obviously you guys have, have been putting together some, some serious games here and, you know, I'm, again, I know you're, you got that coach speak going, so you'll say that it's a full team effort, but it definitely helps to win games when you have the nation's leading scorer on your team. So, um, you know, 84 points so far this season, you know, how, how, you know, how does that kind of like, how, how does that feel like, you know, how does that help your mentality? You know, knowing that, you know, you were, you were a freshman coming in, putting up 70 points and, you know, now you're out here 84 so far this season, like, um, you know, obviously the, the confidence has to be high to do something like that. Um, but like, do, do you know, like going into every game, like, like there's a chance that, you know, teams are either going to try to like junk it up on you or maybe try to shut you off or just, you know, play it, you know, a little extra aggressive. So, um, you know, like what's, what's the mindset going into a game, like knowing that, you know, there, there's going to be a mark on your back. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it definitely gives you, gives me some confidence kind of going into each game, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of just each game's different. You know, some teams might try to, like, shut you or limit your touches. Some might lock you on man up. And it's kind of just going along and taking what the defense gives you. And, you know, the guys on my offense around me just do a great job supporting me and kind of just making my job a lot easier, which is why I've, you know, been able to have pretty good amount of points is just because whether I'm throwing them a feed, they're finishing it, or they're finding me on the back door, kind of just making my life a lot easier. So, just kind of just taking what the defense gives you and, you know, staying true to your offense is, is the key. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned earlier, like that's what's like really messed up about you is that like there's not like one thing that you can take away from, at least it doesn't seem like it, that you can take away from like your game and then that like shuts you down for the rest of the day. So like, you know, I, I've, I've seen you step in. You've, you've got like, I, I, I'd say 15 maybe even you could step in from 16 maybe if, if you're getting uh feel, feeling a little confident yeah maybe. if i'm if i'm stepping in from 16 and missing i'm probably getting pulled out but uh yeah. well who knows i, I mean, mean maybe, maybe when we get into may and and it's a little warmer out and those balls are you know you know kind of softening up a little bit you could probably rip it from 16 but then <laughs> you know but then you can you know you can also dodge and you can also feed and you can also finish inside so like there's they're just like it, it seems like there are just so many different ways that you can beat a team um which has to be just frustrating as hell for for an opposing uh you know and, and to think that some of these uh d coordinators in, in the patriot league will have to you know still two more years of that so um you know what what would you say though is like your your number one um like like what, what do you think is like the biggest part of your game um i would probably say my vision and feeding just because that opens up so many opportunities for, you know, for the offense to score and kind of just starting with that is, you know, if teams know your feeder, maybe they'll kind of get to your hands earlier, give you a quick slide or kind of just, you know, like I said before, reading the defense and, you know, if there's not going to be a slide, having the ability to turn the corner and kind of create your own shot is something that's pretty important for an attackman to have. And definitely just, you know, especially when you have such great players around you, like when I have James Byrne, Timmy Lay on my attack line, just, throwing them the ball, I know they're going to score. So just it's kind of just having that peace of mind that, like, even if I throw a bad ball, they're going to catch it, you know, make a play out of it. Yeah, those are always uh, 
always nice to have those guys on because you know you, you throw one of those passes and you're like ah shit like i'm getting yanked off here i'm getting reamed out on, on the sideline and then all of a sudden someone makes a wild catch and you're like oh there we go like yeah it happened to uh the freshman timmy lay who's been doing he's been doing a great job for us i you know i just saw a stick on the crease and i was you know i just threw it in there and he caught it lefty and like draped with a guy like draped all over his back and then backhanded it in it was it was wild to see, and I walked up to him like after he scored. I was like, "Damn, you just bailed me out!" Like, yeah. <laughs> I probably oh, got screamed at. Oh, 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 you won on the on that one. Yeah. <laughs> come, 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 find me after the game. I owe you <laughs> for sure. Um, you ever, uh, you ever getting any, any talking out there? Are you, uh, are you a quiet guy? I know that it's hard to keep the Long Island guys quiet for too long, but yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't consider myself quiet. But it's kind of just depending on the game, depending on what's going on, and honestly, who we're playing. But kind of just. Just doing. I try not to, you know, let anything kind of get me get in my way, and kind of just keep my mind set on the game. But you know, what you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes, I guess. Have uh, have so I mean, you're you're going through your second year now here in the in the conference. Like, have you come across any polls that are like specifically brutal in terms of of just talking during the game? Um, no, not really, honestly. And I and, haven't and, really kind of faced that one guy that just doesn't really shut up or. You know, I was kind of trying to talk his game. Honestly, no, yeah. Yeah, any, any goalies out there? Goalies. Honestly, there's so many good goalies in the Patriot League. I think they know they're good, so they're just like, all right, I don't even have to talk shit. I can just do my, you know, do my own thing and kind of let my game speak. So, no, not really, but, you know, it's if a goalie's letting in a shot, you know, when you're running by the crease, you know, letting him, letting him hear it, it's, it's, that's pretty fun. All right. Well, yeah, it seems like uh, Patlax is is a real gentleman's conference. Yeah, it might might seem like that. I mean, you gotta come check out a game though. <laughs> uh, well, hey man, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, I can check out a game if uh, if if you boys end up in uh in, in I know you say you don't look ahead, but yeah. maybe if you end up in Philly Memorial Day weekend. Now, yep. I mean, that would be the day. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you got uh So what you you got? You know. Two more games here, right, to close out the uh, the regular season and then heading into tournament play. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, lo- lo- looking forward to seeing what, uh, you know, what the Terriers have in store here for these last couple. But, again, I think that it's – I think it's, like, really, really important for BU to kind of just go on a run here because I, I think, you know, a, a big school like that, um, you know, in a town like Boston – uh, and with a player like you, I think would be huge for people tuning into the game. Um, so like, you know, win it for yourselves, but most importantly, win it for me, you know, <laughs> for sure. Definitely. I'll make sure I stress that to the guys. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, you know, tell coach, maybe like write it on the, on the whiteboard before the game. Like, Hey, like Jordy says we need to win this game or else we're letting him down big time. So, <laughs> no um, doubt. So if, if you ever needed any motivation, that's 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 all you need right there. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, hey, uh, best of luck moving forward, and you know, kind of take take it a little easy on the troops when you guys play against Navy. You know, they will be defending our nation one day. But so if if you only need to put in, you know, six points instead of seven, you know, just 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 a- out of respect, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, hey, good luck and uh, keep this thing rolling. All right. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having all me. Right. We'll talk to you. See ya. All right. And thanks a lot again to Chris Gray for hopping on the podcast. So, uh, you know, they, they've got Holy Cross at home this weekend. That's a Saturday game at 3.30 p.m. Um, you know, I, I don't want to 
I don't want to mush anything right here, but that's that's probably a big win for the Terriers. So we don't really have to talk about that game too much. But we do have a full slate of college lacrosse coming our way this weekend. And there may be no game greasier than the Yale Bulldogs heading over to the University of Albany. This is Friday night, so this is tonight, 7 p.m. This is a rematch of the semifinals last year at Gillette, and it is also T.D. Erlin making his way back to Albany for the first time since transferring to the uh, to the reigning national champs. So this game right here is, if, if you're looking for... If you're looking for Bad Blood, which is a, a, a incredible song by Taylor Swift, if you're looking for some Bad Blood, look no further than 7 p.m. tonight. I mean, oh, God. You know, and I, I picked this one out for us to talk about because, like, yeah, there's no hard feeling. You know, I'm sure that there's really, you know, on the topically, I'm sure there's no hard feelings for TD, you know, trying to, you know, better his education and go to Yale. But at the same time, it's like, you know, Albany was where the kid where the kid made a name for himself, right? You know, that's where he, he was at the front page of all the all the uh, you know all the the news outlets last year, and you know stepping back into that into that role, like they're not gonna let him just waltz through the crease. I can tell you that much, and it's gonna be a greasy fucking game, and I'm I'm real pumped. You know, Albany hasn't uh, they haven't been able to string together much this year, um, but I still think that they're you know, a really, really, they're, they're probably like the most fun team to watch just because everything about them is very extremely unorthodox. And, you know, Scott Marr does a, um, you know, a great job as coach. And I just, I, I'm going to be watching that one. I can tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do have a feeling that there's probably a lot of resentment here. Um, I, w- I would say more so, I mean, I would say more so obviously on, on Albany's side. Um, but again, like for to, to leave a team like Albany that was playing so well last year and like, obviously losing Connor Fields is going to hurt, but like to like leave a team like that, like, yeah, obviously TD is getting a incredible degree out of Yale, but like there had to be some like other, other things going on there that he's like, you know, just like, Hey, like I'm, I'm ready to like get out of here. I, I think a lot of it might've had to do with, you know, the kind of like the structure of, of the program. Um, but then I also feel like Albany, like they've, especially with the season that they're having, like, you know, if, if Albany was like eight and three right now, um, you know, maybe like nine and two or something like that, like maybe they would be able to kind of forget about TD, uh, you know, a little easier, but the fact that they're sitting at five and six and their only wins on the year have come against Drexel, who has been playing a, a pretty decent season, but they're still not like a, you know, top end program. Um, so Drexel, UMass Lowell, Binghamton, uh, Hartford and UMBC. Uh, so like, like those are not very quality wins. So, this is a, a really, really rough year for the Dane train. And I, th- I think that they're also going to be in a position uh, tonight where they, they might get just run out of the building, which I, at that point, if I'm coach Andy Shea, like I, I think I give TD Erlin like, like the first quarter to really do his thing. Um, but at some point you might want to think about kind of letting them hang out the rest of the night. Cause it, if if this score gets going, 
it, it could get pretty chippy out there. Yeah, that would be one. I mean, you got to be concerned about, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe everybody's like super kind and everything, but I don't, I don't really uh, foresee that. <laughs> foresee that happening, especially especially considering the the way that that Yale had beat down Albany in the semifinals last year. So it's it's all it's not only the bad blood from from last year's semifinal game, um, but then yeah, again with with TD, at some point, um, you know, I, again, I, I think. Because right now Yale, they they've got two losses on the season. Both of them have only been by one goal. Uh, to one to Penn, who I mean, they currently have the the longest active winning streak in D1 lacrosse. Um, and then an opening season loss, one goal loss to Villanova, like they did last year. So, um, you know, that's a strategic loss to Villanova and a one goal loss to the hottest team in the nation right now. So, <laughs> I mean, these these two programs. Uh, they couldn't. They couldn't be further apart right now. If we're really, being honest. Yeah, um, they, 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 they really couldn't be further apart. You know, Albany's very up and down, and Yale is like, I mean, they pretty streamlined. And you're right; they've only you know two goals, and they'd have a, a, a you know th- you know four goals, and they'd have a you know an undefeated season right now. So, um, yeah, they, I, I think it's. It, I, I would take Yale pretty big in this one. Um, I don't think we had the Lex Vegas lines, but I imagine that they're probably pretty large on this one. Yeah, and 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 I would go with that. But again, the at least the first quarter of this game, and especially the opening face-off, you are definitely going to want to tune into. So, <clears throat> pretty sure there, there'll be some some stream available for that. So make sure you uh, tune into that one because there will be uh, there'll be there'll be some fireworks. So now we move on to Saturday. Now. This is something to really keep in mind here because Saturday, it's 4:20. For those of you who don't know, 4:20, it's 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 time where people like to partake in some recreational cannabis usage, uh, the sticky icky, if you will, ganja. Um, what what else do they call Devil, it? Devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. So it's it's a big uh big pot smoking day. What's interesting yeah. here is. It, it'll be very, very interesting to see, uh, you know, which, which teams are, are, are celebrating or not. Like, are there going to be some teams that get out there and, and they look a little hazy, maybe a little slow, especially in the first half. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about a team like Denver right now. Um, you know, Denver, they are pretty sure that they have a, they're, yeah, they're at home against Providence. So is is Denver is Denver on upset alert being at home on 420 against Providence? Uh, I'd say so, dude. I think the NCAA is going to hand out a couple drug tests uh, to the lacrosse and the hockey folk on 4, 422 on Monday morning. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know the two biggest, I guess, quote unquote, party sports, you know, guys who party in the NCAA uh, don't get. Um, you know, some quote unquote random drug screenings next week. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I definitely put Denver on uh, upset alert. Yeah. I mean, luckily, luck, luck, luckily, uh, Johns Hopkins, they don't play until Sunday because as many of you may have known, uh, I smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins, but so they Correct. don't have, uh, they don't have a game on 420. So they'll have the night to recruit Barry. Um, but you know, one team that that'll probably be buzzing, even if they do partake or not, because they have just been uh, just running and gunning 
so far this season. Uh, another team that's only a couple goals away from being undefeated this season on their on their two losses of the year, the Maryland Terps. So they are traveling out to Ohio State, and they will be uh, t- taking on the eight and two Buckeyes. So you know Maryland, they're they're coming off of uh, you know two nice wins against Rutgers in Michigan. You know wins that would uh, you know I, I would call that TCOB taking care of business. So just beating the teams that they need to be beaten. Um, and Ohio State again, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, they're coming off of a nice little uh, a nice gritty one goal win over Hopkins. So this is a game where again I, I think. I think I, I just I can't bring myself to to really trust Ohio State and what they're working with. And the fact that Maryland is just so deep, uh, they're so fast. I mean, you watch you watch a freshman like Kyle Long, uh, who, you know, he'll be running with with the first line middies now. Um, he's really been coming on in the second half of the season. Probably one of the faster kids in Division One lacrosse, you know, along with Jared Bernhardt. Um, so I, I think that Maryland's going to be a little, little too fast, a little too skilled, and a little too deep for Ohio State. Um, but the fact that it's an away game could could make this one a little closer than you would imagine. I think so, but I, I think that Maryland is. I think I think that Maryland's they're gelling right now. And I would not really want to be honest. I would not want to play Maryland right now. Uh, I don't think that it would be nice for anybody. I think that Bernhardt and Long are hitting their stride. And I think that Maryland's one of those teams. They're kind of like Duke, you know, you know, regardless of what happens in the regular season, once you get creeping towards the playoffs, they kind of just everything falls together for them. Um, And it always happens like that. Yeah. I mean, a program that's been to the final four for like the past five seasons, like, you know, even, you know, even they lose Rambo and Heacock, but then they follow it up with Connor Kelly, you know, and they, they lose Connor Kelly. Now they're going to follow it up with guys like Jared Bernhardt, um, you know, Bubba Fairman. And, and then you got, you know, the young kid like Kyle Long, who's going to kind of take on this, this next wave of Maryland lacrosse. So um, until they don't reach the final four or really even like the elite eight or whatever, like you, you can never count out Maryland as we get closer to May and in May. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, that's definitely a win for the Terps. We'll just see how travel kind of affects them. And maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. So, you know, it'll be exciting. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a good game nonetheless. But, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, would like, would love a Terps win, though, because I, I just don't want to, I don't want to end up looking, like, incredibly wrong on uh, my whole Ohio State is actually bad take. Ah, it's okay. You can root against Ohio State all you want. And even if you are wrong, like those people who root for Ohio State still have to root for Ohio State. So who's the real winner here? It's very true. Um, and then that'll take us right into Easter. Um, so the resurrection. Will we see a resurrection of Johns Hopkins lacrosse? They're sitting at six and five. Again, this is like exactly what I expected out of Hopkins this season, because they have been just for the last few years, they have just been so up and down and it's, it's not like a year to year thing. It's not a game to game thing. Like it it could be a quarter to quarter thing. Like this team just fine. This team, they're elite at being inconsistent. So, um, you know, they, they had, you know, back-to-back wins over Michigan and Rutgers. Then they lose that game to Ohio state. 
um, you know, a loss to Virginia, a loss to Cuse, a loss to Loyola Towson. So, I mean, the five losses that they have on their year are obviously like, you know, quote unquote, like quality losses. But again, if you're, if you're Hopkins, like if, if you're a program that's like such like a blue blood traditional program, like you, you shouldn't really take any pride in like any losses, regardless of like how good the opponent was. Um, and then Penn State. One loss on the year, one one goal loss to Yale, and and that's the difference between them being eleven and zero right now. So they kicked the shit out of Michigan. Uh, they beat up on Ohio State. They finally, you know, got the monkey off their chest with the win over Maryland. So again, this this is a Penn State team that it, teams are are really, 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 really having a difficult time figuring out what the fuck to do against this offense. And and that's the thing, like. What do you do against the offense? You know, and and I mean, Hopkins is kind of coming together. Like Joey Epstein's, you know, really putting the team on his back. That dude's fucking insane, by the way. Like we we all knew that he would be crazy, but like I don't know if we we anybody envisioned him, you know, scoring fifty points his freshman year. Um, Thirty goals, and I feel like like twenty like twenty two of them are just like nasty. Yeah, they're absolutely nasty because he can do everything. He can shoot from outside, like he can, you know, he, he's going to break some ankles at, 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 you know, behind the cage. Like he, he's he's nasty. And, um, but is it enough to beat Penn State? And that's that that's where you're that's where the problem is. You know, is are any of these guys that Penn State's going to, you know, any of these last two teams that Penn State is going to go up against, you know, going to beat them? Johns Hopkins and Rutgers. Don't I don't envision that at all. Well, like uh, you, you, you look at Hopkins' losses on the year. So they're quality. I, I, well, I would no, say. no, but what I'm saying though is that yeah, like sure they're like quality teams that they lost to, but Towson they put up 17 goals. Loyola they put up 18 goals. Cuse put up 14. Uh, let's see here, Virginia put up 16, and then Ohio State put up 14. So like against great offenses their defense hasn't really found a way to to stop them from just um living in the back of the net and for a team like for a team like Penn State who can you know they could put up you you could blink and they have 15 on the board um you know i i think once you i think once this Penn State team kind of gets to like 13 the game's in the bag um and and they could just pile on a little bit more from there so I, I would love to see this this game be like, I mean, it, it's it's going to be Easter. It's it's on at 12. I'm pretty sure it's an ESPNU game. So like you might be like with your family and shit like that. And you're like looking for something to like not have to like talk to your grandma about. So like you could be watching that game and like you want it to go on as long as possible. So again, like you don't have to like talk to like your fucking aunt and uncle about like what you're doing with your life. Um, So like I would love like multiple overtimes on Easter Sunday. But I... I think this Penn state team is they're just way too much to handle for pretty much every defense out there. Um, but I, I just, especially so with, with Hopkins and how they haven't really been able to hold an elite offense down yet. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I imagine that this is probably more of a game where, you know, your boy, you know, brought you over some edibles for Saturday on 420, and you just kind of like, you know, take a few before Easter and you're sitting there like drooling on yourself or something and you just kind of flip through the channels and, you know, you watch, you watch, you, you, know, you watch as much of this game as you can before, you know, slipping into a coma. Um, but I'll yeah, tell you what, that, that's, that's also good though, because like if this game is over, 
you know, a couple minutes into the third quarter, like you can, you can take that little, that little siesta, um, you know, and, and then you're ready to go for, for game of Thrones on Sunday. I think that that's going to, that's also going to play a big role for the rest of the season here is, you know, how these teams, um, really want to want to prepare for for thrones you know if they want to get out of there early um so that they can get home and, and get themselves situated and and ready to throw on hbo go um you know especially with with penn state i'm pretty sure penn state is traveling here i could be oh wait no penn state's home so yeah i mean they're, they're gonna want to get done um you know get get some of the subs in there for the fourth quarter so yeah it it's it's this one's probably gonna start to pull away pretty early Totally agree. Um, I'm I'm all about it, man. I'm all about Penn State being on it. Um, I would like, you know, again, like, you know, thirty seconds of that Yale game, uh, having thirty seconds, thirty seconds of that Yale game back, and Penn State could be eleven and zero right now, and that's pretty scary. So it'll be it'll be awesome to see what they do in the tournament. I think they're going to win out. I mean, pending some sort of like incredible. Rutgers effort or like Hopkins effort, like, you know, Epstein, like, you know, maybe he snaps and scores eight goals. I don't know. I don't really think it's going to happen, but I'm, I'm about Penn state finishing out and, you know, right, coasting into the tournament. You know what I mean? I am right there with you. Uh, but yeah, so again, ton of, ton of great lacrosse to watch this weekend. So those are probably the biggest games that you should watch for each day. Um, yeah, it's, it, it should, should be a great one here as they all are. I mean, there's only a couple more weeks here in the regular season and then the tournament's right around the corner. So, uh, you know, this, this chaotic season is about to get even more insane. So enjoy it while it lasts, uh, everyone in, enjoy your weekend and enjoy, enjoy your, uh, you know, your 420 if you need to. Um, and yeah, so, you know, kick back, relax, watch some lax. Um, and yeah, so just whatever you do, do not engage in sexual intercourse in the women's volleyball locker room, at least not this weekend. It's it's way too soon. Yeah, it's way too soon. Please, please respect the Marquette lacrosse team. Thank you. <laughs> all right. And, you know, but if, if you are going to engage at all physically, make sure you're doing it low to high to the day we die. We out.
Thank you.